You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi, this is Malai Kim. I'm a stuntman, fight choreographer, and previous action designer. Here I am doing a Kung Fu Drive-In podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me today, stuntman, fight choreographer, martial artist. You've seen his work uh, as one of the founders of the EMC Monkeys. Uh, He threw hands in Iron Fist, and he will be involved in the upcoming Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Malai Kim. Malai, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast today. Awesome. Thank you for having me, brother. It's great to have you. Uh, We we had some uh, some trouble connecting because you are all the way in India uh, currently. What are you up to, if you can talk? I am. My buddy Vlad hit me up. Oh man, a couple of weeks ago, hey, you want to do a, you want to fly to India with me and do a boxing movie? And I was like, hell yeah, let's go, man. <laughs> so here I am uh, in India, in Hyderabad. Uh, I think it's a little more south, um, the foodie area. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun, a uh, little, little hectic on the schedule. You know, we're trying to get our, our boxer, our actor ready to be. He's a, you know, he's a heavyweight guy. So hopefully he'll look good on screen. We'll make him look good on screen. Awesome. Awesome. Is, is this, a, is this a, an indie production, a, a Bollywood production? Uh, this is, this is an India production. I don't know if it's Bollywood. They know they have like, there's different, um, there's like, there's a Hollywood and I'm not sure which, which. Gotcha. Gotcha. No problem. All right. So, um, let's get into a little bit about uh, your background. If you can, um, uh, you recently released a reel on YouTube showing off a lot of your, uh, a lot of your action work. Great stuff. Um, you're obviously, uh, skilled in martial arts. Uh, when did you get involved in martial arts to begin with? <laughs> I, well, I would like to think I'm still in martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so funny enough. So I, oh man, I was about four years old, four or five. I remember I was in preschool and I saw my very first martial arts film, uh, which was Shaw Brothers, uh, Super Ninjas, Chinese Super Ninjas, nice. AKA Five Elements Ninjas. Yeah. And I would watch it every single day, me and my friend, and we, we would reenact the fight scenes together. And, you know, like four or five years old. But, you know, coming from like a a low-income family, my mom couldn't afford classes. It wasn't until I was in high school, uh, I was around 14 years old, I joined a club, Martial Arts Union. And uh, that's where I met Tuan Hang. He was was like my mentor, my brother. He he took me on, trained me for free. And then um, he invited me to go train at his school that he was coaching at. Uh, It's a Taekwondo school. Um, Ever since then, I've been hooked. Uh, my mom, and you know, my mom was like, you know, you're 14. We live in the street, the ghetto streets of Long Beach, California. So let's keep you off the streets. So I'm going nice. to take, yeah. you know, take some more money, put you in martial arts classes. <laughs> yeah. That did you, uh, I mean, obviously you enjoyed it, but, um, what did you feel, uh, that kept you involved in martial arts, uh, for so long? Was there some kind of, um, was like self-confidence? Was it power? Was it control? That kind of thing? Uh, I think it was just like. I just love martial arts, you know, I, you know, you, you get, you, you're a product of your environment, you know, growing up watching, you know, Jackie, Bruce, Donnie, um, all the TVB Hong Kong shows. It's like, I watched them so much. It's like, this is the only thing I knew. I, I didn't know anything else besides martial arts. Um, even, even if I wasn't training, that was just, I, uh, funny enough, when I was seven years old, I was like, man, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a stuntman. 
<laughs> but you're seven <laughs> wow. years old. Who, who, who thinks like that, right? It's, it's just like a crazy dream a kid has. And here I am. That's incredible. Like, oh, yeah, it's, that's it's incredible. happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what styles did you study? Uh, and um, is there a particular style that you were drawn to? Because uh, obviously you're still studying it. Are you still expanding your your skill set and learning different styles? Yeah, uh, yeah, I still am. Um, and, you know, in being in an industry, it, it helps to, um, you know, when you're on jobs, you're always working with people with multiple talents and you're always picking up new things. Um, when I first started, it was ITF Taekwondo. A lot of Cambodian Taekwondo school start is uh, ITF. Um, but, you know, with the Olympics and everything, everyone started transitioning to WTF. And that's where uh, a couple months in, my school decided to go WTF uh, at 14. At 15, 16, my coach was like, okay, you're getting really good at Taekwondo. You have good legs, but now I got to work on your hands because your hands are crap. <laughs> but okay, so let's, let's start. So he started teaching me boxing. Uh, and alongside boxing, he trained me in uh, a Cambodian version of Muay Thai, which we call Prat uh, which means uh, free fighting. So I did that for three or four years uh, with him. Uh, he trained under like a legendary Cambodian fighter from back in the days. Um, who still has his gym in Long Beach, actually. Uh, 17, I decided to do wushu. I'm like, oh, this is a pretty cool style. I've, you know, I've never done kung fu before. Uh, I did wushu for about six months, one day a week. It was, I just couldn't afford it. It was so expensive. Uh, and then what, what was funny, because back then I was more lanky and more skinny. Uh, my, teach, my coach was like, you're going to do long fist. And I was like, but I don't want to do long fist. I want to do southern fist. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, stand up, stand up. So I stand up. He looks at me and he goes, see, look how skinny you are. You can't do southern fist. You're too skinny. You won't look good. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I learned long fist, which I didn't like learning. But in the back of my mind, I'm watching the other students do southern fist. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm going to copy that. I'm going to remember it. I'm going to go home and practice it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What are you studying now? What, what's the uh, the current style that uh, is is taking up your time? Uh, I'm now I'm kind of retraining myself. I'm getting back into a lot of boxing. Um, I'm coaching a lot of uh, um, the stunt guys back home with their uh, with their boxing skills. I did get heavily into hungar for a while. That well, that's it's also part of Southern Fist. That's one of the reasons why I like Southern Fist was hungar was a much harder kung fu style, and I did that for a few months in um, South Pasadena uh, under Sifu Troy. He was, he's like the, like, I think he's like fifth generation from like Wong Fei Hong or something like that. Something crazy. Oh, wow. Um, wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, amazing. So I, was, I, I actually messaged him. He teaches at a rec center. So I was like, hey, what's your, uh, I, I would like to know your, your background. You know, no disrespect. I just want to know who I'm learning from. So he gave me his whole lineage. I'm like, okay, you're, you're hella legit. <laughs> and what's, what's great about him is he's not traditional in a sense of like, you're going to learn forms. This is how we learned it. This is how you're going to learn it. He was very adamant about like, this is a fight part. So we're going to spar. We're going to use hungar and we're going to practice sparring. And, that, and for me, I'm, uh, I always try to implement martial arts into real life fighting. Like how, how can we fight? How can we use this? And then that also helps translate into film as well. Because, you know, moves are moves. But how do we make it look like you're trying to knock someone out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So now you were just saying that you were... Uh at seven years old, determined to be a stunt guy. How <laughs> yeah. does that even enter your mind? How do you get drawn to the stunt world? You're seven I, years old. I don't know. As a parent, if my kid comes to me and says, I want to be a stunt guy, I'm going to I'm gonna be like, hey, 
calm down there. That's <laughs> dangerous. But how, how do you get away instead. with that? <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you know, but it's I don't know. It's not it's not something I told my mom. You know, obviously, you know, Asian growing up in Asian households, you're gonna be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer. <laughs> but I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I love martial arts. I just want to fight on TV. Like, I didn't even know what a stuntman was. Like, you know, not, not that I was like, oh, I'm going to be a stuntman. It's just like, this Jackie's doing some dope stuff. I want to be on film doing martial arts. And that's all I thought about. And funny enough, like, my, my first job was on a TV show doing martial arts. But after that, it was just like, oh, stuntmen, uh, there's more than to, to being a stuntman. It's not just fights. Yeah. 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 There's a whole lot. Um, speaking of that, though, you, at, later on in, in your life, uh, you did get involved in uh, stunts at a, at a much more uh, intimate level with the AMC Monkeys. Uh, <laughs> now, um, and you guys made your mark with YouTube, right? Um, how did that come about? And uh, in those early days, how did that technology really change the world of filmmaking for you uh, and, and then for aspiring action stars all over the world? Oh, oh man, that's a full question. So the, uh, I'll explain the whole history of EMC and maybe that will help uh, uh, guide the answer. So I had my own team. It was me, my coach, Tuan, uh, his brother, and a couple of our other friends. Um, uh, we, we called ourselves Flung Dung and people were like, oh, what's, <laughs> what's that mean? I was like, oh, because we, like we like to jump around and we're the shit. So we're flying shit. <laughs> We're, you know, high school kids, we didn't, we, we didn't care. So, and then one, one time we meet Zen and his crew, uh, back then they were called Evolve Monkey Combat. They're also like a live show crew. So we, we all, we had this background of, um, performing live. Uh, we came from, I came from a demo background, a Taekwondo breaking boards, forms, yada, yada. He came from a performance, um, where they did like storytelling and, um, crazy stunts. Uh, we came together and we're like, let's just keep, EMC, we won't, we won't use Evolve Monkey Combat because it sounds funny, but we'll keep EMC and we'll just be called EMC Monkeys. So we started doing the live shows, getting recognition through the Asian community. Zen puts out his infamous Urban Ninja video. Classic. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, EMC. Like, like, like everyone knows EMC now, you know? And through that, he received a manager reached out to him. Not a manager. Yeah, a manager reached out to him. It's like, I want to sign you. So he would send us out to auditions uh, as a team, even though he only signs in. Uh, and then we we tried that route of going to auditions and getting work. But man, we're not really we're not really getting anywhere. Like this is it might not be for us. So we're like, screw it. Let's just go back to YouTube, make our own videos, and uh, go from there. And the fact that I think we were late in the game. We we did videos first before YouTube was a thing, but we didn't realize how big YouTube was gonna be. So the, the 75 million views that Zinn had for his Urban Ninja video wasn't even our upload. Someone took it from like E-Bombs World or, or something, one of those video sites, uploaded onto YouTube and he's, and he's just racking up views and like, oh man, YouTube's big. So let's go back and do YouTube. And now it's, it's easy, but it's not easy because it's so accessible. Your content can get flooded. Um, you need to stand out and it's, it's a good way of like, you have the access, but how are you going to, how are you going to do that to your advantage? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like we we tried the YouTube route. It kind of worked, but it, it, it helped us get jobs. 
it helped us get uh, noticed more. Uh, and, you know, just Vlad and Manny and like, like Chris Cohen, all those guys, they all got discovered through YouTube. And it's a great outlet. It's a great way to, to get discovered. Um, you just have to find a way to, to stand out between everyone else because everyone can do YouTube now. <laughs> well, obviously, you found a way to stand out, though. Do you remember what your first uh, real job was? And was it a result of YouTube or was it a result of auditioning? Uh, my first real job was actually on Common uh, Rider's Dragon Knight. It's the uh, that's awesome. The, the opposing side of Power Rangers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Working with the Japanese team, they flew them over from you know uh, Alpha Sense. They flew them over from Japan. They're like the main action designers. I got to work with them, which is awesome. They, you know, I was I was an American stuntman. They they tend to use their guys more, but when there was more availability, they would have me, and, and I was honored to to fight with them. But that that actually wasn't what gave me more jobs because that was back in two thousand eight. Uh, I didn't start working a lot until 2015. I was between those years. I was struggling. I was wow. doing, you know, uh, YouTube shorts, indies, uh, you know, hundred dollar days, two hundred dollar days, just really struggling. The one thing that I would say that, that didn't get us noticed was Sleeping Dogs. Mm, okay, yeah, that that was a big video for us, and that that gave me more confidence in myself in terms of uh, choreographer. It, it that was a battle as well because we you know we didn't get paid on it's a youtube video um but it gave me more room to just experiment come up with ideas and then uh i was very i was very happy to to have my peers call me up yo man you did a great job on on sleeping dogs like you're, you're gonna get more work you're gonna get more work that was, that was in 2012 no work <laughs> no work <laughs> it sounds like a uh, uh such a um an industry that requires uh 24 seven hustle it is it is it's it's a it's a very um you know some people are fortunate i wouldn't i wouldn't say lucky um they're fortunate right they 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 know the right people they they have the right guidance with us it was more like for me personally i didn't i didn't have the right guidance to push me along that route uh not until season one of iron fist and then i was like okay i i understand the game now i understand the process a lot better um and ever since then now i'm, I'm working consistently that's awesome. All right, before we get to Iron Fist, we do want to talk about that. But uh, you were in a, a cool indie um, called The Gate, uh, which featured uh, Amy Johnson. She's awesome. She's been on the show a couple of times now. Uh, I love Chechep her. Chechep yeah. Raman was there uh, from The Raid. Um, so much awesome skill in that uh, in that just that one short. Um, how did you get involved with that? And what did you have to bring to a set like that where there was so much skill already uh, pulled together? Uh, man, it was – so I was doing background work. At this time, um, I, I received a call from Amy. Uh, she it went straight to voicemail because I was I was busy. I called her at lunch. I was like, "Amy, what's going on?" It's like I have this uh, director who wants to shoot a pilot, and I would love for you and Tim to be a part of it. I want you guys to be there with me. And I'm like, I'm down. You know, I'm there for you because we're 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 pretty close. I wouldn't say we're that close, but we're homies. You know, we like to um, work with nice. each other every now and then. Nice. Uh, she's like, we're, it's going to be about a week of work and I'll make sure you guys get paid correctly and we're going to make some good stuff. We get brought in. I meet Chechep for the first time. I'm like, man, this guy, this guy was the villain in Raid 2. No way. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> he's so chill. I love him. He's so chill. Uh, when he introduces himself, he's like, uh, my name Chechep, not Chip Chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And uh, a lot of great action in that. Were you involved with the uh, the choreography that, in that at all? Uh, very slightly. Um, uh, he, uh, Chacha was brought in as our main uh, choreographer. 
uh, Chris Carnell, uh, rest his soul, he unfortunately passed uh, a few months ago. He was our stunt coordinator. He overlooked the safety. He made sure that everyone uh, was treated correctly. And he kind of helped guide along um, the story. Uh, and Chet Chep kind of handled more of the choreography. We, we had about a three, two to three day rehearsal at a uh, MMA gym. We did a location scouting and then we had to kind of modify uh, the fights to fit um, the area, so to speak. I mean, you know, practicing in a gym, it's, it's nothing. It's just open space. We don't know what the environment is. Um, so when we got there on a the day, we were like, okay, now we have more elements to play with. You know, there's the staircase, there's a pillar, um, there's like in the fights, there's like a, a tube of ventilation or something like that. Um, I did, I did get to offer one of my shots, which they use. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got my shot in. <laughs> we, we had a, we had a very hard battle with the DP. He was a, he was a veteran in the industry and he didn't want to listen to the stunt guys. And I was like, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you guys are stunt guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, we, I want to get back on to that uh, later because uh, that kind of back and forth is always uh, prevalent with uh, with a lot of the action directors and stunt guys I talk to. So I, I want to touch back on that. But um, from from indie uh, films, you got to uh, do Iron Fist, high profile project. Um, how different is the production process for that? Oh man, so doing indie stuff or doing our own YouTube stuff, like you're your own boss. You work on your own dime. You have free reign you have known to tell you what to do when to do how to do it on a much bigger job you have multiple bosses you have one main boss which is your stunt coordinator and then there's more bosses above them there's the producer there's the writer there's um the dp the director so i had to learn how to uh not do things the way i want to do it i had to figure out i have to take everyone's input um and kind of just mold it into one scene it, it was a very tough battle for me because like, okay, he, this person wants this, but this person wants the exact opposite. How, <laughs> how do I make that work? <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. Brett, Brett Chan, um, great, great second director, great uh, stunt coordinator. Awesome guy. Awesome. He, he would chew me out. <laughs> like, what is this? This is shit. <laughs> what kind of work is this? <laughs> My first previous, I showed him because, okay, coming from the YouTube world, I didn't, I'm not, a storyteller. I just do fights. I just choreograph fights. I shoot it. That's action. When he saw it, he was like, this sucks. There's no story. I'm like, damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see what you mean. So I had to reshoot it. Uh, and it, man, it was tough. I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I tell a story? How do I tell a story? <laughs> yeah, how do you tell yeah. a story in a fight? And there's so many moments or like, or like opportunities where you, you could or could not miss um, in a fight. And this is now I'm more aware of uh, that situation and it's helped me along with um, designing action. Now I'm not just a choreographer, I'm a coordinator and action designer, which, you know, well, it's a, it's a long process. You know, before I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to be a stuntman forever. I want to choreograph. Now I'm like, I don't want to choreograph forever. I want to second unit direct. You know, it's, a, it's the more you learn, the more you want to do. Sure, sure, sure. That uh, aspect of storytelling within the fight is such a, a a big part of what makes great good fight scenes great, right? Um, so, uh, how how tough was that for you to learn? I mean, because um, when you say you, you shoot a fight, you can just turn on the camera and shoot some people fighting, but that doesn't tell that story and advance that whole plot, right? So, how how hard was that for you to learn? Uh, 
So there's for for me there's there's um, there's two uh, story points in the fight. There's the the main story, which is um, how does what's what's the what's the um, what's the end goal here? What's what's the hero trying to do? What's the villain trying to do? And then there's the story within the fight of like, okay, we we know what the hero wants to do. We know what the villain wants to do. Um, maybe they have certain styles, certain techniques. How do we how do we overcome those oppositions? within those fights and that helps create the choreography whereas um if we think about in terms of designing the fight and as a whole story that comes along with the story already but how do we create that that mini story just in that fight and that's um that's something i always try to think about okay maybe he does a jab and he hits him in the face what is he gonna do next obviously he's gonna parry no just that's an example a poor example but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but as an example <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, the the previs uh, that you released uh, regarding the Iron Fist stuff looked amazing. Um, and thank you, thank without, you. We, no, really, it was really, really great. Um, and it got a lot a great response from everybody. Now, without throwing anybody under the bus, <laughs> Iron Fist had its problems. You don't have to name names. You don't have to call anyone out. <laughs> Obviously, we all know. I, we, we all know. We all know. Everybody who watched that show and expected uh, something <laughs> new, right? But um, <laughs> it, it must have been a little bit discouraging uh, to uh, have seen what the final product was when the previews that you put together looked so amazing. And everybody that saw that video that you released. Uh, acknowledge that that looked incredible um and you know I, I brett chan has been on the show too and and he knows we've all we've talked about it um how uh how do you respond to that kind of thing when you guys put so much blood sweat and tears into it uh to have it come out the way that it did where it obviously wasn't quite where it should have been right it it, it is a touchy subject um I just, I just tell them, you know, truthfully, you know, it's like, I, I also try to do without throwing anyone on the bus to my, to the best of my ability. Um, but obviously it's, it's a production, production problem. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's not as easy as people think um, doing action. It's, you know, anyone can get a camera and shoot a fight, but will it be good? We don't know. Producers don't know. Directors might not know. Um, Sometimes you have clashes with ego and which I understand, like maybe this director has been doing this for a longer time. So he may know what he's doing. He may not know what he's doing. It's, it's all subjective. You know what I mean? Um, I try to look at it as like, I put in my 100%. If it's up to them, if they want it or not, I'll, I'll care as much as you care. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll still do the hard work, but in the end, if you don't, if you don't give me the same, um, I wouldn't say respect. If you don't give me the same uh, ethic in terms of like this, this action has to be good. Then I can't, I can't do anything about it. You know, you know, me, me, Brett, uh, and the team, we we fought hard um, to get what we wanted. Uh, in the end, it didn't work out, but it was a lesson learned because season two was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as a, a fight coordinator, a choreographer. What is your approach then to designing action for a scene? Because uh, you, you talked about just 
shooting a fight and uh, learning the story parts of it. So what do you do now when you're building that scene and trying to present it uh, as uh, authentically and as dynamically as possible? Uh, so I did something recently for a buddy of mine. Um, it was a uh, pilot slash, um, uh, what do you call it? Like resume. The director kind of wanted to use it as a, a resume for himself. Um, my, my buddy brought me on to to action direct that one. So I came up with the choreography, I came up with the shots, I came up with the emotionality between the, the characters and, and whatnot. Um, it's, 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 a, it's the same process as if you were just directing a movie. It's, it's not much different. Um, you, have to, you just have to think about like the character's motivation, um, the, look, the look that you wanna go for in the film, the reality that you set in. That's, that's another problem that I have with uh, some People, when they say like, oh, the fight's not real enough. Well, I'm like, well, no shit, it's a movie. Um, <laughs> if you want to see a real fight, I can show you some real fights and you'll be bored to death. Right, <laughs> it's right. just two guys scrapping on the ground and just rolling. You know, that's you, if you want to see that, you know, by all means, go watch it. <laughs> so that's there's a battle between reality and reality of the movie. So you have to play to the the world that you're in and i always try to think about okay what what are we looking at what style are we looking at i always ask the director what 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 do you want to see in this do you want to see like violence do you want to see elegance like what what is it that you're looking for so i try to implement uh uh the styles to 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 complement that so with that in mind then are there examples in tv or film uh currently that's out there now that you would point to as good depictions of Martial arts action. Warrior. <laughs> Warrior. Not to not to be biased, but dude, I, I love Warrior. It's I wish we had that kind of control and power on Iron Fist. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, Damn it. Oh yeah. I, I I've I've had a chat with Brett. I'm like, man, if they if they had just let us do what you guys are doing on Warrior. <laughs> True. You know? Warrior is so well done. So so well it's, done. It's, I, I hope well for done. season three. Crossing fingers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, are you involved in Warrior at all? Do you do you get to work on that at all? I I didn't, I didn't do season one because we were doing season two, uh, same time as uh, season one Warrior. When season two came around, Brett had already booked his full team, but I was flown there for another job. I was, I was just constantly at the same time, and then Brett Brett asked me if I wanted to stay. I was like, ah, uh, can't really stay. I I still have I gotta do stuff back home because my wife just got a job. My daughter needs to go to school. So I'm like, I gotta go back. I gotta go find our school. I can't. I can't stay. I wish I can, but yeah. <laughs> no, Warriors really well done. That's cool. Um, so uh, you were mentioning it uh, earlier. You want to get into second unit directing. Is that the end game for you in this industry? Do you want to do that, and or do you want to go on to directing films? I I actually want to go on to directing films. Um, uh, I'll, I'll still push my way to second unit in terms of being in the the. The scope of itself being an industry uh, for my own projects, uh, I would like to be a director. I'm actually writing two right now: um, one to be shot in Cambodia, uh, one to be shot in LA. It's uh, it's uh, it's been like six years in the making. <laughs> I just haven't had time to to work on a script. Now I'm just like, okay, I have more downtime. I'll let me see what I can hash out. So that's that's the end in terms of like if my if it's my own project, I would be a director. If it's for a specific job, I would like to be second unit. Gotcha. Now, for the stuff that uh, you want to be a director for, are you going to be uh, focusing on action, or are you branching out into other things? It 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 will encompass action, 
but I don't want action to be the main focus. Um, you know, I'm, I'm over the, the old school, uh, Hong Kong eighties, nineties, where it's all about action. Like, don't get me wrong. Those are great. Those are, those are what made me who I am today. You know, growing up watching Jackie, Samuel, Yun Bill, that's what gave me the drive to like, man, this is, this is dope. This is, you know, it's high impact. It's fast paced. But now I'm just like, okay, I want to focus more into storytelling. Um, you know, back then the fight scenes were like 10, 15 minutes long. Um, but I want to focus more on scenes that drive, drive the, uh, sorry, fight scenes that drive the movie rather than the other way around. Right, right. Uh, you you named uh, some some actors there. Let me let me poke uh, into your mind a little bit. Are there choreographers, coordinators uh, that you would cite as influences for your work currently? Um, obviously, uh, Jackie and Donnie. Yen. Uh, everyone's everyone's you know models, right? Um, I I like I like to look at Jackie's uh, style of like how do I make this entertaining. Uh, you know, whereas it's some fights can be really brutal. Like, I think that's, that's the, that's the version everyone's going with now, like hard hits. How can we make this look violent as possible? <laughs> Which is cool. You know, I think the raid started that like, Oh, let's, let's bring violence back. Let's just, oh, yeah, man. Let's just murder <laughs> shit out of people. <laughs> but I, I still love the old jacket. Like, how do we make this entertaining for a, a wider audience? We, we still have to make it entertaining. It's not, it shouldn't just be about violence. Um, so I try. I try to take that into mind when I can uh, do a fight. Um, I'm obviously I'm nowhere near his level, but I try to take what I've learned visually through him and implement to my own. With Donnie, it's more, more like the cinematography. How do I how do I make this move feel not uh, mediocre? You know, some a punch is a punch, but how do you make that punch look good on film? And I think he's really great at that. All right. Speaking of punches on film, uh, huge project coming up for you. Uh, I don't know what you can tell us about, but uh, it, this particular film could be a game changer for uh, martial arts, for uh, for Asians on film. But Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings from Marvel, um, very much looking forward to that uh, project as a martial arts film fan, as, myself. as a, as a <laughs> Shang-Chi fan, as a Marvel fan. Um, what can you tell us? Uh, if anything at all about uh, what you're involved with, with that project. Yes. Yeah, so funny enough, last year I was in India working on a, uh, another Bollywood production. I get a call from Chris Cohen and he's like, Malai, can you be on Shang-Chi? I need someone, I need, I need someone to help me choreograph a fight for Shang-Chi. That's like, how, oh, how quickly did you say what, 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 how quick? What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, my, my first reaction was like, uh, I'm in India. <laughs> I can't go. <laughs> I can't go. But funny enough, we got let go from the Indian production because, uh, so long story short, I designed a previous. They loved it. We went to location. They modified it without me being there. We shot it. He didn't love it. He's like, oh, it's not the same as the previous. In my head, I'm like, well, you changed it already. So it's. It's like 50% of it is already different. He wasn't happy with the fight. And then uh, I guess that was one of the reasons they let us go. And right away, I was like, yo, Chris, I'm available. <laughs> bring, bring me out. <laughs> but I also have to thank uh, my buddy, Brendan Huer. He, he actually recommended me. He was, he was actually supposed to go, but he's on Titans. And then Chris was like, yo, hey, Brendan, I need, I need someone who knows, like, uh, who can you recommend? He's like, oh, I get Malaya. Malaya will do it. 
It's like, hell yeah, dude, I'm out. I'm, I'm out there for you, man. So I get there. This is, this is when the rise of COVID was starting to happen. I get there. Chris is super busy. I'm chilling there for like a week, almost two weeks, waiting to choreograph the fight with him. I'm just chilling there. Say, okay, I'm free. Let's do this. So we, we shoot about a week. Uh, we, came, we designed one of the major fights uh, in the film, me, Chris, and another buddy of mine, Lou. Uh, they call him Handsome Lou. <laughs> He's not handsome. <laughs> 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 so they, <laughs> they wanted to do a, a, a clash of styles, right? And then uh, it, we, we choreographed the scene according to the story. They already had the first half. They needed the second half and then the final point. Um, we did the second half. And then COVID happens and we're like, great. So we all get sent home. We all get sent home. We come back a couple of months later. Chris is like, we made a lot of changes. I'm like, dope. <laughs> so, so most of the stuff that, that we had come up with was already gone. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> so it's, it's a bummer. It's all right. That's, that's the way it is. Um, but luckily enough, when I was brought back out, actually the reason I was brought back out was to double uh, okay, I'm not going to say who you guys will find out later, but uh, um, he had a he had a small role, and they're like um, Annie Chang, um, who's also uh, you know former Jackie uh, Jackie stunt team. He's like, Malai, how tall are you? I was like, uh, like five eight. He's like, I think you can double this actor. I was like, Are you sure? He's like, hey, he's pretty tall. He's like, No, I think you can do it. So I'm like, uh, Yeah, if if I fit the bill, I'm I'm here. Let me know. <laughs> Just let me know. And then Brad Allen walked up to me later. He's like, you're available, right? I was like, uh, if Brad Allen asked me if I'm available, yes, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a powerhouse team that you're working with right there. Andy yeah, Chang and Brad Allen, team. come like, on. The great, all the greats. Uh, I've met so many legendary um, coordinators on there. Um, uh, Peng Zhang, he does like all the big Chinese movies. Um, you know, Andy from Jackie, Brad Allen from Jackie. And then you have uh, Guillermo Crispo, who did like um, all the Kingsmen and uh, the Batman fight in and uh, Batman v Superman, so like just all the everyone's phenomenal. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, with Shang Chi, um, like I said, this could be a game changer for the for the genre uh, for representation. Um, did you guys feel any of that uh, particular uh, pressure on set to to bring something good to screen? Uh, I think there is pressure, but I don't think anyone felt otherwise because everyone's been doing it for so long. Like this, you know, for them, at least like we've been doing this in China for years. Yeah. This is yeah, easy for true. us, you know? Um, so I don't think there was pressure for them, but there is pressure for the Western, um, crew, like, so to speak, like myself and, um, Chris and well, Chris does great work. There's no pressure for him. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> um, so that's going to be uh, a, I mean, I think it's going to be a big deal and I hope it's, it's going to be as amazing. Yeah. I hope it's going uh, yeah. yeah, to be as amazing as I want it to be. Um, having uh, been there, uh, what's your early take on it? Are, are you excited for what you guys have put down? I, I'm extremely excited. I'm extremely excited. Uh, awesome. Not to, uh, it's, you know, I try my best not to be biased. Um, but working with such a great team, uh, seeing all the, the edits of the previous, I'm like, man, there's no way. There's no way this is going to suck. It, oh, it can't be. Awesome. It, can't, it can't. 
in my mind, you know, it, you know, hopefully I won't, I'm not setting myself up for failure, but I'm like, this can't, this cannot suck. There's no, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's no iron fist, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, other than, than Shang-Chi and you're in India now, what else do you have going on? Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there, I, my name has been put in for a couple of things, uh, a couple of other Marvel things. Um, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I was put in for another job while I was back in the States and then a lot hit me up. Hey, you want to go to India? I was like, Oh man, they just put my name in for another Marvel job. That's kind of going at the same time. I was like, you know what? This one's this one's offered to me right now. I'm gonna take it. If that one, if that one comes through, so what? That's a loss. I got this other job, right? And then a couple of weeks later, my my friend from Atlanta, he's like, hey, how tall are you? Uh, what's your what's your what's your weight? And so I, I tell him, he's like, what's this for? He's like, oh, it's for a Marvel thing in Thailand. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. If you had called me sooner. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. And I heard too that yeah. uh, Marvel Studios is moving a lot of their production to Australia for some stuff. Yeah, they are. So right after um, Shang-Chi, they started um, uh, they started doing Thor. So uh, I, I messaged my buddy in Australia, man, you're about to get a lot of work for the next five years. <laughs> Lucky <Nah>, bastard. <laughs> get me over there. Well, uh, yeah, me I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll get a call out to Australia sometime. <laughs> I <too>. hope so. <laughs> All right, so where can people follow you and keep up with uh, all the stuff that you're doing? Uh, on IG, they can follow me at Malaya the Sky. There's a link to my uh, fairly new YouTube channel. I, I did put a lot of my content on uh, MC Revolution, um, but now I'm trying to branch off and kind of do more of my own thing. So the, the link from my IG will take them to my new YouTube channel. Awesome. And what was that on uh, Instagram again? Malaya the Stunt Guy. All right, Malai, that's done, guys, so I'll make sure yeah. that's in the show notes, but that's awesome. Yeah. Malai, man, it was so great talking with you. So great. Thank you so much for uh, for taking some time out to talk. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> I hope to do no, more. I, <laughs> absolutely. I, I will keep track of, of your work. Uh, you know, I I keep track of, uh, of all you guys, Vlad and Brett and, and uh, Andy Chang and all that. Uh, I love the work that you do, and I love that there are uh, still passionate people in the industry to, uh, that are contributing to the whole action genre and just making it as good as it can be, uh, despite – things that happen with uh, producers and uh, and actors with egos and things like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but thank you for always putting 100 percent into it because because it, it, it looks uh really awesome when it does come together for you so best of luck with everything thank that you, you got going you. on stay safe out there in india and uh can't wait to see shang chi and see what you bring to the table on that thank you so much i hope i hope it's gonna be good <laughs> it will be good it will be good. <laughs> I, I, I know it will be. You, listen, stay safe and t take care, all right, brother? Thank you. You too. Huge thanks to Malai Kim for setting aside some time to chat with me. Such a cool guy and so humble, but clearly he's doing some big things, and I think there's going to be even bigger things in store for him as he goes. You can check out that previous reel on his Instagram, at Malai the Stunt Guy, and that link will be in the show notes, if only to have a look at what Iron Fist could have been. Of course, watch for his work in the upcoming Marvel martial arts superhero epic Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, Malai is currently out in India filming friend of the show, Vlad Rimberg, so I wish them both the best and, of course, a safe return home. In the meantime, this episode is the first episode from the Kung Fu Driving Podcast new headquarters in Galloway, New Jersey. We just spent the last two months moving and trying to settle in, but now that everything is kind of in place, hopefully things start to get back to uh, normal. So stay tuned because we have some amazing guests lined up. 
Meanwhile, hit me up on my socials. Well, all except for Twitter, which is being petty and vindictive. <laughs> or email me at kungfudriving at gmail.com. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Oh, thanks for having me on here. I'm honored. <laughs> I hear great oh, no, things. Cool. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Good, I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually here with Vlad. He's like, oh, you're on. You're going to do with Jeff. So, yeah, he's a great guy. You'll have fun. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bit soldier is older than wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to grave jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here the pause. Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jetley's even faster. Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time, a shiner. Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see, Maggie show his spine. Golden Swallow has arrived. Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick the spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, to stand back. He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword. And our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaol in the Mantis style. Yeah, the Feed the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slash and blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance but won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the parties on the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action